0: All right, we can get started. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to the Mid-Journey onboarding process. Uh, Marcus Workman, head of operations and growth and development at Project Lazarus. Uh, We focus on community-based applications um, and learning tools that um, operate on Bitcoin Lightning Network. Uh, So, Today, we'll be uh, diving more deeply into the AI space, um, how we use some of our tools to kind of bring um, what we're trying to do to the forefront of the Bitcoin community space um, so we'll be, you know, going kind of headfirst into a lot of these AI tools. Um, so brace with me, um, feel free to ask questions uh, because I'll be going over and helping everyone during the installation process. Um, so today we'll be going over uh, a few of the deeper uh, AI tools like MidJourney and Stable Diffusion. We'll be going over uh, introduction to MidJourney, what is MidJourney, um, some of the benefits of using that tool, uh, kind of how to access it via Discord and kind of on your own home server. Uh, how to prompt engineer and talk to the MidJourney tool, uh, some tactics to get that done, um, some sub-menus associated with MidJourney, and then we'll dive into the more technical-based tool of Stable Diffusion, which you'll have to download on a powerful laptop to run. Uh, We'll be going over what Stable Diffusion is, um, some of the really cool tools associated with it, how to access it, and then navigating that interface as well. Uh, So if you have any questions along the way, please, uh, ask because this is a fairly new tool, um, so you, you may run into some issues um, as we go along. Uh, so first let me give you an overview of what Midjourney is and what it can do for you. Um, we'll be kind of uh, you know, doing a, a biop of what's going on, so Midjourney and Stable Diffusion are two very powerful um, tools for improving um, image to text and text to image um, generation. Um, you can use it to kind of power your UI or user interface and user experience development for your own apps. Um, you can type in a series of prompts to ChatGPT, um, and then turn those prompts into uh, MidJourney prompts for Stable Diffusion, and then build uh, pretty much concept designs from the application um, board. Uh, MidJourney is at Stable Diffusion are both open source projects. You can access them um, via the web. They're free to developers. Of course, they do now have um, pay-to-play models, like all. Um, current AI adaptations, they're all pay to play now, uh, but they do have free versions which you can access um, on a regular. Uh, So kind of let's dive into that. Uh, We can get into what is Midjourney and what we're able to do with Midjourney as a development tool. Uh, You know, Midjourney is a project-based, collaboration-based tool that we can use uh, for the development and design process of applications and um, concepts. Um, You can type in a series of words or descriptors into the Midjourney prompt um, and then it'll generate a series of images for you based on your um, description and your verbiage. So however specific you are with your language is the degree in which you'll get in return um, based on the quality of the prompt and the image. So let's do. skip this one now. Now we can kind of go into it and we can uh, go in and access the Midjourney prompt. Um, I would want you guys to go ahead and download or access Discord, um, and then we can go in and dive into Midjourney from there. Uh, what you'll want to do is type in Midjourney onto your laptops. Uh, it'll take you to this site. Um, you can join the beta; it's free. And once you're there, you can uh, pretty much sign in, and we'll be able to access the Midjourney home screen. This is the screen that you get when you create an account um, on Midjourney. Uh, once you start, you know. Using it as a tool, um, you'll have more images pop up, like as we can see I've been practicing it for this uh, display. You'll be able to um, generate a series of uh, user interface concepts and you can move into Figma later on um, and then take those color palettes, take those uh, palettes and design um, objects and then create a tool from it. So once everyone's there, um, I can go ahead and we can go in and access mid-journey. So once you guys are in, I'm assuming some of you guys are in by now, we'll be able to go into prompt generation and image generation. Uh, So what you want to be able to do is press backslash um, onto the discussion tab or onto the message tab at the bottom, which will pull up a list of menus that will have you access some of the interface items for uh, MidJourney. If there are any questions, let me know and I can come around and make sure you guys um, are accessing the right prompt. Uh, but we, what we can do now is we can go into the um, image prompt and we can make and generate our first image. So some of the concepts that I'll be going over will be image to image generation and then batching. Um, we can also go into some uh, a little bit of more of a finer articulated term called prompt engineering is where we take uh, a generated, a GPT generated or a regularly English generated text. Uh, we turn it into a type of equation for our AI to pick up and then make a very beautiful prompt from. Uh, I've already uh, used up all
1: of my tokens. Okay.
0: Yeah, that will be um, Stable Diffusion. So Stable Diffusion, you can get on your system. There are no tokens associated with it. You've unlimited generations. Um, and then you can also, like, download extensions to make your model more unique, which you can, like, train. Uh, we'll go into that after. I just want to do the free yeah. version first, the more simple version um, for everyone who's kind of new. Um, and then we can even take some aspects from mid-journey, and we can bring them into Stable Diffusion um, with image-to-image uh, overlays and, and kind of matching. But yeah, if you used up all your, your tokens on Mid-Journey, don't worry. Like That's one of the downsides of uh, a lot of these tools is they're monetizing them um, and then they're making it kind of a pay to play. So you can maybe make 10 to 20 images before they have you pay for tokens, um, which is uh, interesting. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, we can kind of get into batching now. Um, what I'll have you guys do is I'll have you guys make a standard um, UI design and we'll make it more detailed as we go along. Um, we can type into the Midjourney journey prompting uh, a beautiful you know, uh, user interface for a Bitcoin app. Now this is the standard type of prompting language that most people would be familiar with using, um, just kind of basic English. Um, which it'll it'll work. It'll give you a good output, but what you want to do is fine-tune your prompt to let the AI know what you're trying to do or get specifically. Uh, get specifically. So we'll let it generate. They usually take between you know five seconds, ten seconds, depending on your internet speed. But what it's doing now is it's calling on all of the uh, it's calling on this lar- large database model to generate. Um, images from other images that it's created, other images that users have created, images that you yourself have maybe submitted to uh Midjourney, and it'll create you a new, a new application for it. So I like some of these models that it did. This is just a basic concept. Um, let's say if you're if you have a, a basic idea for an application um, but you don't know what that looks like, what it, you know, what you want it to do. Uh, this is where you would start. So now we have a set of four images that seem pretty you know, nice, but as you can tell, if you look at the, the detailed image, it, a lot of the words and text are garbled. Um, the images aren't clear or precise, and some of the words, they don't really make any sense. All right, perfect. So now we have just the basic image that Midjourney makes. Um, it's very garbled, it doesn't really make too much sense. So what we can do is we can upscale it, and then we'll fine tune it as we get further on. Um, you can select out of whatever images you like from your generation, um, either you know, one, two, or four. I like, I like one, one looks pretty nice, four looks pretty beautiful, we can add that later. Um, and three gives us a good example of what like a home screen menu should look like or um, one of the screens that we would have in this application, so we'll upgrade two as well. If you don't like any of the models at all, you can rebatch. Uh, you can add a whole new feature, which you can, we can do, and it'll take your original prompt, and it'll create an entirely new series of images for you, um, which you can then take into Figma, take into Envision, and then, again, generate new gradients, new color designs, new buttons. We can have Midjourney make our buttons as well. We can have it make um, icons, but let's just do the overall overarching application. And then we can kind of fine tune it as we go deeper into it. So right now it's taking time to generate. The more items you generate, the longer it'll take uh, because it is making calls to another system. It isn't like Stable Diffusion, which is on your, it's on your hard system, hard drive, which it'll show you how long the processing takes for it to image. It'll be you know, between a minute to like 30 seconds. Um, but we have four images going right now and it's in reasonably fast, so hopefully we have uh, some time. Absolutely. There we go. So, even with these images, like this totally obliterated our Bitcoin symbol. Um, This one did it pretty well. So, we'll probably take this image later on. And then, yet again, we would take these images, we put it into a concept app like Figma, um, and you'd probably Another deeper level you can do is you can go into GPT, which we'll go into later as well, and we can build out a wireframe or a features list and then have uh, MidJourney prompt engineer that, uh, that set of instructions um, to be digestible for MidJourney and then MidJourney will make uh, an application design based off of our features list. And it'll be more descriptive there. But that takes much more time and I don't think we have that, that time today. Uh, but there we go, this is beautiful. So it did amazing with our second rebatch. Um, I like this fourth picture, but what we can do is we can now step it up to image to image generation and we can now change images within uh, MidJourney and we can now combine images. Um, So what we'll do is we'll take, let's take this one, we can press copy link and this will take the link to the image that was created within MidJourney and allow the MidJourney bot to continue communicating with that image you do backslash imagine, or you can do backslash uh, blend, which blending allows you to do image to image more seamlessly, Um, but we'll just do it raw because uh, that's just how uh, I, I knew how to do it starting up. They added these features in version four, um, but I feel like you get the best results with image to image, and then just changing the versioning um, within the prompt engineering text. So you can have it choose from version three, you can have it um, select version two, earlier versions which can change the pixel organization, it can change the, the type of design you're, you're trying to make. So let's go and make prompt. You would paste that image into the prompt. Uh, To kind of get um, a redundancy effect here, and I want it to really pull from this image, I'll put it maybe two times, three times, just to let it know that this is the image I want. I want you to pull all aspects of this image. Uh, Let's do three just for good measure. So now what we did is called blending. Uh, Blending and uh, uh, batching uh, within the mid-journey prompt. Within stable Diffusion, it'll be different. Um, you'll probably have to download an extension to really get a good blending effect, but within Mid-Journey everything's all in, its all in one, hence the price tag and hence all the credit systems. Um, what we can do now is we can get into prompt engineering and let's say we like the original design of the picture. Um, it was pretty good. We like how they made the bubbles float above the rest of the image, um, good text. Uh, but I don't like the gray theme. I don't like the the blue theme. I don't like the you know whatever themes are working. Let's go ahead and change it. We'll be able to do Let's see if I can edit it. Can I move this? There we go. Let's do green and green and blue. And then now we can get into another uh, programming or we can get into another prompt engineering feature um, called upscaling um, and versioning. So we'll be able to change the version, change the resolution, um, and the aspect ratio of the images based off of the words that we type. Um, So let's see. In order to change the words of the versioning, you do uh, a backslash or you do a dash mark, two dashes. V and 3 that lets you know that you want the third version of MidJourney to make this image. Do I want to change the aspect ratio? No. I'm not going to change the aspect ratio on this picture just because it's good. Uh, but I will change the resolution and I'll do 8K resolution. <coughs> I'll do 8K resolution, um, we'll also do, words are very important within prompting, so if you use uh, ultimate diction, um, like uh, hyper, focused, ultra, um, these type of descriptors will make your prompt louder and it'll talk to the AI better, so what we'll do, we'll do is ultra focused. After our uh, resolution, just so it knows what we're talking about, Let's do HD as well, cause I didn't like how it blended some of the words together. And there was another, we'll do image weight as well. So. <coughs> Ooh, my apologies. Since I did four images, image weight plays a pretty key role here in what we choose um, or what the, AI will make from our images, so um, I wanted to keep my original image, but I wanted to change uh, the color gradients to green and blue. So in order to keep my original image to the best degree, what I'll do is I'll let it know that I want it to stay in... I want my image weight to be one through four. One is the lightest um, rendition, so it won't, one will maybe keep a few words, a few features, but then it'll entirely change your application. Five will keep your original features, original design, original application, and it'll just change the colors. So we can do IW for image weight. Let's do five. What did I do wrong here? So, could not validate link. Okay, so one of my links, when you press the links or when you add links, you have to have spaces in between You have to have commas in between, otherwise it won't understand what you're doing. So, let's do it again. And I'll probably just have to, I'll just copy and paste so we don't have to type uh, a long prompt again. Comma, comma. Let's just keep two so it doesn't think too hard. And I said blue and green. Since I did this earlier, I have the descriptors above, um, so I won't have to retype too many times, Uh, but you can change your descriptors as much as you'd like. Here we go. Intricate detail, 8K, ultra, focused image weight, and the versioning. There we go. I paste that in. Now it knows that I want an intricate detail. These are my resolution features. I want an 8K, I want ATRA uh, HD, and I want it to be ultra focused. So let's let it know that I want the right image weight, image weight of four rather than five this time, and then I keep my versioning the same. Now it should understand what I did this time. What did I not do this time? Unrecognized argument, v 3 Jesus, okay. I'm cheating. I'm cheating now. There we go. We'll take that one. Copy link. Let's do space just so it knows what I want to do. There we go. Comma dash dash image weight of four dash dash version three yeah i read that one okay so I added a little bit more description to it I used uh, one of my above prompts so rather than just saying a beautiful user interface uh, with a Bitcoin app I did an application UI with a Bitcoin for a Bitcoin wallet with a flowing intri- with flowing intrications delightful interactions you can have um, GPT generate these original prompts and then you just prompt engineer it, add semicolons, commas, um, a lot of the PEMDAS-like features to make your AI model understand what you're trying to say. Now with these generations, it did a beautiful job changing it. Uh, It didn't do uh, green and blue because I totally took out green and blue, but it made now our model much more vibrant, beautiful. Uh, something that I can take now, I can take this into a tool like Envision, a tool like Figma, I can pull these color gradients, I can even pull the buttons um, if I like the way that they uh, made them and I can just pretty much copy and paste the flow right into an Envision application. Uh, Rather than having to start from scratch I now have a model that is uniquely mine, it isn't a template, um, it isn't a downloadable model, Uh, you have your own version of this application uh, now on your hard drive and you can make a new app uh, from scratch. I like these models, so we'll kind of wrap up the mid-journey version of this because this is uh, it's pretty simple to use, pretty front end. Um, we'll do like image weight 4, we'll do upgrading to the fourth picture and upgrading the second picture just to show you that um, it'll clean up the images that we made originally. So in the first image, there, some of the words are garbled, not a lot of the buttons are pronounced, um, and it doesn't really have like a good design that we may like. Um, Again, you can like, cut out some of these images and you can take them right from the application, right from uh, mid-journey, and then put them onto your, um, as a feature, as a design element, onto Figma, uh, seamlessly, or virtually seamlessly. Of course, there may be like some pixel um, issues. You may have like sizing issues, but again, you can change all those within Figma. Um, it won't have any issue understanding it. Yeah. So we're able to go over some of the, like, the useful commands, um, like imagine, which is, allows us to generate uh, a lot of these text prompts. You can kind of go into help and the other subcommands, but for the most part, YouTube is your best friend. Um, I would just find these videos, and I would find um, the information out there to help you generate prompts seamlessly and help you use uh, the Mid-Journey tool much better. Uh, But here we go, and this is our final app rendition. Now I can take these concept designs and they're pretty much brand ready. So I can put these into um, a a website, I can put these into um, an information flow, I can put these into like a demo video um, off of Spawn just to give an app set, just to do like a pitch deck or a concept idea and we're ready to go. Perfect so that ends up our our mid-journey wrap. Um, Hopefully you guys were able to understand that tool. Um, if you have a much more powerful laptop, I would say take it out because um, we're going to go into Stable Diffusion, which allows a much more hyper-focused customization aspect. You'll be able to download extensions and other features um, which allows uh, a little bit more control on how you edit and change uh, pictures um, within uh, AI or within machine learning models. Um, so hope you guys had fun with uh, the Midjourney tool. Let me know if you have any questions while you're using that. Um, before we jump into Stable Diffusion, because this is an entirely different tool. Um, you'll be downloading it uh, from a Git, uh, GitHub repository, uh, so this is a different version. So if you guys have any questions on Midjourney, yes?
1: Uh, when you, how, how exactly do you use this, like, whole process when you're thinking of designing UI? Like, do you just use it for inspiration, and then you take it and, like, lock it up in Sigma or something like that, or is there
0: a more? Yeah, I wouldn't even say I use it for inspiration. So, you would build, uh, you'd build a regular document going over a wireframe, you'd build uh, pretty much a, a flowchart of your user features in a document format. Um, and then from those documents, like you don't even have to jump into um, Figma or Envision and start putting together pieces, you just take that text, put it, use some prompt engineering features, put it right into MidJourney, and then now you have your concept. You take that concept, and then you now pull from that concept into Figma, and then you take those buttons, the buttons that it created, the the items that it created, the flow, the whatever other features that you want. You can have it hi- kind of hyper-focus. So uh, you can have
1: it go from like, okay, give me this screen to saying, give me the button of the screen. Oh, we can do that right now, yeah. And you can like pull that asset out and bring it
0: into figma. Yep, exactly. This, and Even with this, what I can do is to kind of keep this flow, I can do an image to image, I can do copy link, and I could say make me buttons for, for this. Let's do V, and I want uh, buttons, B U T T O N, and buttons, and what is that other one? There's buttons, and then there's like images. I'll just do buttons right now. That's kind of V. Buttons. Buttons for an app. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, not with the image. I mean, you have to like tell the image you put in your image, but there's a figma tool um, that works in congruence with um, Chakra UI, which will pretty much do that for you. So if let's say you have like, a, a text document for an application and you have the image uh, links or image, like this public links in that file, uh, I think it does cost money, uh, they do have that free trial thing at the beginning but of course in the end it will cost money. So, but here we go, here are those buttons that uh, we asked for, of course it gave us actual buttons but you have to be a little more specific and say you know like what is this button for, like you want a profile button, you want an image button, but we just asked for you know, buttons and it gave, us, it gave us buttons for UI and I mean there we go. <laughs> Like, yeah, you could can, you can do that. So, I mean, that's why I like uh, Midjourney is because it'll it'll give you what you ask for, um, and it doesn't really have you you don't have to like specify as much. But it takes away some of the creativity that you get within Stable Diffusion. Um, stable Diffusion does not create. I mean, it, it, you can train your model on Stable Diffusion to get this type of quality. But it takes time. You'd have to like, get a, a very specific version of Stable Diffusion and their extensions to get the quality you're looking for. But Midjourney is just good for drag and drop type of features. So if I want to drag it into uh, Figma, I'm, I'm done. If I want to pull that Figma out and I want to put it into Chakra UI and I want to build a full app, I'm done. You know, it, and there's your, your app. Of course, you want to you know, do your research and, and kind of make sure that everything works um, before you start paying for these things. Um, but you know, here is just kind of like the basic iteration of it. But here are our buttons uh, matching with this design of this picture, um, which is pretty cool. We can take all these aspects and we can put it into um, a nice uh, concept design. Uh, so that's it for uh, Mid-Journey. We can go on to Stable Diffusion, which is a much more advanced tool. Um, I would say everyone can go on to the GitHub version and check out Atomic111's uh, GitHub. I'll, it, I'll put up a link here. Um, just there are different versions of the Stable Diffusion tool, and I want to make sure you guys are downloading the right one, um, just because there's a lot of copies out there, and I I haven't vetted those copies um, for any, anything malicious. Uh, so we can actually go here, and this is the Atomic One Eleven Stable Diffusion Web UI download. Um, if you I'll kind of leave it up here just so we can kind of read it, and then we'll go into how to download it and how to access it um, once we get past this part. So, first, we can actually talk about what um, Stable Diffusion can do for you. Um, Stable Diffusion is a tool for managing and analyzing data and images, um, specifically pixels within images. Um, It's recommended for more advanced users and it offers a range of advanced analytical tools and features to help you upload, organize, and study your data. So you can pretty much train your own uh, version of this AI model to whatever you need it to be. It will be your own personal assistant for developing images uh, based on the way that you train it. Uh, So to access Stable Diffusion, you can actually follow the complete guide to running it. Um, on Windows, which is the Atomic 111. If you have a Mac, um, just use Midjourney. Uh, either use Midjourney or use the Git Colab version of Stable Diffusion, which is much more complicated to download and it's not as beautiful as the um, Stable Diffusion UI for um, kind of on system. But we can go through those steps now on how to actually download it and access it um, on your own system. No, no, no. So for installing and installing and running, um, you kind of want to rely on a few dependencies that are um, highlighted, um, which is a uh, SDK or a MPK or correction CKPT file, which comes from Hugging Face, which has the original model of Stable Diffusion that you then input into your um, file for Stable Diffusion um, for the to make it run. So we can actually go access these dependencies right now just so you guys can see what those entail. You would have to download Python, um, of course run these commands. I've, I've kind of already did this so I'll leave some time to kind of walk around and help you guys um, install and manage. Uh, but these are the dependencies that you want to download to make sure that it runs um, fluently on your system. Uh, and then we'll go back. Once Python and the depend- dependencies for Python are downloaded, you want to go ahead and download git onto your system um, and then run the git clone uh, command that's entailed on the, git, uh, the GitHub. Um, post that, it should run, you do a git pull, and then it should run uh, the stable diffusion model from within your C file, um, and then you can access it via a, a link that uh, it generates in the uh, command line. So we can actually do that now. Once you download it, I'll actually show you where it'll be accessed uh, within your hard drive, assuming that you follow all the right steps. Uh, so it'd be in your users folder. Go to Marcus. Ah, I don't look at that. Oh. No. <laughs> then we go scroll down. Once you download this uh, file from GitHub, you should see uh, pretty much all of these files along with repositories that you downloaded from um, the original folder. The only thing you would do here is once you're downloading, you'd put that uh, file, the PKT file into models into this stable diffusion folder and here's where it goes. So it would be saved as something different on your hard drive. You change the name and then you just put it right into this folder. Uh, This allows you to run it. Um, We would then go back. You go to Web User, Windows Batch File. Of course, mine has some errors because I downloaded like a million extensions, uh, but it still runs beautifully. Uh, And again, this could work. um, Now Stable Diffusion works better for, and these are the errors that pop up. So Stable Diffusion um, works better for, now we were talking about like buttons and the layouts. I wouldn't have to specify my prompt differently in Stable Diffusion for buttons um, as much as I would within mid Because Because like when I did Mid-Journey and I said build me buttons for this app, it literally made buttons and put them on to actual buttons of an app. Um, within Stable Diffusion, you're able to make all of your specifications within one prompt, add a few um, PEMDAS-like uh, modifiers, which is like parentheses, uh, multiplication will add enhancements, Addition, the addition sign will add an enhancement. Um, like the subtraction sign will do negative prompting for you. Um, so you would add PEMDOS- like parameters to add stressors to your image. And then within that final prompt engineering prompt, you'd get the uh, result of buttons, actual buttons within uh, an app-like design, which we can actually do rather than generating a full app concept. Um, we'll be able to just have it generate buttons for an um, app or a picture that we downloaded earlier on. And for that, I'll actually be able to go, while it's downloading, while it's running, it takes some time to start up because it's quite a large, um, a large model. I can go right back into, come on, give me this. I can go right back into MidJourney, and I'll take that image that we generated earlier uh, with all the buttons. Um, and then we'll actually put that picture into Stable Diffusion, let's do save image. And then have that be our image to image generation and it'll create a series of new buttons from that image. Okay, I gotta click on this. Why can't I save it? Let's go, pictures, mid-journey. All right. So let's go check and make sure that it is finished. I think it is, yes. So after it's done, once it, it'll let you know that uh, you're done running when it propagates a URL link for you to access the stable diffusion through an API call. And here it is, so this is our Stable Diffusion interface which allows us to go through um, text-to-image, image-to-image, and then I also downloaded one of the newer extensions, which is DeForum, which allows us to do um, text-to-image-to-video. So I can pretty much generate um, videos, think reels, think um, TikTok-quality type videos, uh, but for AI renditions, so you can have them be like previews, you can have it be Um, an example, like an example explainer video, um, but that is like pure math. You have to do um, camera positioning, you have to know rotation um, degrees. We we can actually go into that, uh, just kind of an example of what um, specification it it asks for. Uh, We go into keyframes, and then here's where we change, this is one of the most recent features of the AI space, which is the form, which is video text to, uh, text to image to video, which we would take Angles, the picture angles of where our picture, where our camera is located, and then change uh, either rotation of the, cam- the camera, the quality of the 3D settings, so whether or not it zooms in or out, all from um, pretty much uh, this imaginary space. Uh, we are we are building pictures, we are building the pixels, and then we are also building a video, uh, all from the text that we provide. So how specific you put the text for the Deforum will make the quality of the video, but that's let's, let's kind of getting ahead of ourselves. So here we can actually go into image to image once you're downloaded and ready to go. Um, I'll drop that image that we got earlier from Mid Journey. Uh, let's make sure I did the right one. Downloads. There we go. So now that it's in here we can actually pull uh, the concept, like I like the, the theme of it, but we don't want buttons. We want like, actual, actual buttons. So, in order to change this image, we're going to first detail what we see and then add amplifiers to it. So, right now we see uh, pretty much a UI design, user interface, or user UI design of buttons for an application. So here's where we'll add the features that we talked about earlier, like aspect ratio, versioning, resolution, to make this prompt uh, better and much more understandable understandable for our stable diffusion model to build what we want from it. Uh, so UI design for buttons um, of an application is pretty good, uh, but we want to add resolution. So let's do HD. Let's do 8K. Then let's do ultra-focused. I like those, those bring me the best results. Um, some words, just like in the English language, if you use them and they're, they're loud enough, um, it's the same thing for texting or texting uh, the AI. If it's loud enough verbally, if it's a strong enough word verbally, it'll pick up on it uh, better than just using uh, like a word beautiful or, like vibrant as a stronger word than beautiful. Um, detailed is a, a lesser uh, version of the word than vibrant. Um, so, how you use the words matters. So, we can actually do vibrant uh, and focused. Yeah. Vibrant, focused, vibrant, u- ultra vibrant, focused might be pretty good. And then I would probably have to do a comma so it doesn't get confused. There we go. UI designed for buttons and applications. HD, ultra, vibrant, focused. Um, now we want our we want us to specify. We're changing the buttons in this um, in this script. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add parentheses around buttons. So uh, let's do buttons of an application. So it doesn't give us actual buttons again. So that would actually. of an application let's do plus here there we go and i want to emphasize ui design user interface design so i'm probably going to add two parentheses around ui design just to stress that i want to keep this original image and i want it to be a user interface i don't want it to just make me a new image um, with the colors and the the shaping i want it to kind of keep this format um, We would add negative prompts after. I mean, you can always, unless you know what you really want to kind of make beforehand, you can add negative prompts um, in here. Negative prompts would be like we have a a gradient shift um, from right to left for some of these images so it gets darker. We can say, don't do that. Don't, don't, uh, don't shade. My bad you. We would say, like, don't shade. Um, I don't want an echo behind some of these images. I don't want... um, like a picture, I don't want plus signs, I don't want minus signs, we can have that be a negative prompt and it would remove those from the original image. Um, but Right now I think it looks pretty good, UI design, for buttons of an application, HD, da da da. Okay, and we can do generate. So this one generates all the images generated, save onto um, a file called outputs, um, within R and then this is finally, it did, it did what I wanted to on the first try, okay. So, pretty much it builds us a full template and now we can change the strengths um, to, build, to make a, a more defined image. So this is the layout that we like. Um, it pretty much gave us a rough idea of what it wants us to do. Um, it has buttons on here, it has better flow, it doesn't really show up a full uh, layout of our application, it just specifies the buttons. But these buttons are, you can't understand them, it's, like, it's just rough. Um, so what we we're going to do is we're going to go down to sample steps. We're going to increase the steps it takes for it to generate an image. So right now it's on 20, which is generally good. Um, but you can play with the slider to depending on how you want your, your image to come out. I generally like it on 40, and then I'll bring my CFG scale. This is how hard it works to make the image like your text or keep the image like the images that it creates. So I usually do it around like 10 and a half. Thirteen might be a little bit strong. Let's do let's do eleven. is pretty good. Um, and then denoising steps. That's how far away you want it from. How far away you want the next image from um, your original image to image. So you won't see denoising in text image. Can I leave this and come back? Yes. Okay. So you won't see denoising um, under the CFG scale in text image because there's no image that it's pulling from but it shows up in image to image because it allows you to change how loud you want the new image to be. Uh, We'll have it be 70%, so 70, let's go down. There you go, points. All right, 0.69 is good. Seed allows us to actually label this picture and rather than going through all these steps again, changing sliders, choosing what sampling method we want, I would assign it a seed and then it would save on my hard drive and I would just put in the seed um, to draw from the picture that I had already created and then it would then again create a new image um, called batching. Now this is batching, like manual batching. Midjourney will do this automatically but you would have to set this step up within Stable Diffusion to allow it to happen. Uh, We won't do seeds because I'm not going to really keep this picture but what I am going to do is I'm going to access an improved extension model. Extensions are what you can download from uh, Stable Diffusion, the uh, Stable Diffusion uh, GitHub. Um, some of them are approved extensions, and then within the community, there are non-approved extensions that work pretty well. But those are dangerous; they could break your system, and they aren't vetted by the community, so they could have some not nice things in them. Uh, the ones that you want to download are all the extensions that you want to download. They are all on the GitHub repository under. Um, extended extensions, which include the forum, they include video to image, they can include GIF imaging, GIF image making, you can do a variety of different things, but a lot of the tools that I like to use is enhanced image making. So what we're going to do is we're going to do improved prompt matrix, so this makes my prompt to the, uh, a little bit stronger. Um, it focuses what I'm trying to do, and I'll use press usage so that it does what I tell it to do. Uh, so now let's check over our steps. We have it in Euler A, which is a standard um, sampling method. Uh, we have it on 40 steps. It's keeping the same width of the image. You can make larger images, you can make smaller images. Uh, it may take larger to generate, and you may need a stronger system to generate larger images. So the ones that are like thousands of pixels wide, maybe 2,000 pixels wide, you may need a larger system to run it. Um, I can do it on here. This is a pretty good laptop, but in, if I do like a larger image, it could take like 10 minutes. To generate, so I don't have time for that. Um, so we can now that's all set. We can go ahead and have it generate. And these are better, much more focused. I like how it's rounding out these bubbles. We're getting close. We're getting very close, but now it's still doing like blurry things. So now we have sliders. Oh, that's pretty good. It added sliders now, um, on and off sliders. Uh, but the words are still kind of garbage. Uh, so, I'm like, let's let's make it a little bit stronger. You can choose how smart it is, how smart it gets, unlike with GPT or mid-journey, like you're kind of just set. Um, you won't be able to, to kind of change how, how it thinks. Of course, you can prompt engineer uh, GPT to give you things that it's not supposed to give you, um, but again, it's, it's more work there than it is here. Uh, so we can actually do 12 and a half. Let's see what it gives us then. Okay, these are much more rounded out bubbles, buttons, features. I, I again would then take this image, I would take this bubble, take this button, and then put it onto my Figma design, and I would just make a pathway for how I want this button to function within Figma, and there you would go. Um, you can again keep on creating, keep on editing. This is the, the, the other part of uh, prompting or prompt engineering where you are training this model to make the image that you want. Um, you would mess with the slider as much as you want. You can mess with these degrees as much as you want to make the image to what you're trying to look for. Okay, perfect. All right. Let's do it at 70. Let's finish off at 70 just to see if it does what I'd... I'd like it to do. So immediately we can see the difference between MidJourney and Stable Diffusion is Stable Diffusion takes a lot large, a lot longer to train um, to kind of get the results that you want. Um, I have this Stable Diffusion trained on AI generative images, so it just makes beautiful pictures for me. Um, it doesn't really make UI UX designs. That's what I use MidJourney for. But again, you can pretty much train this model to make you uh, a unique set of buttons, a unique set of overlays, a unique design flow, um, all for um, through image prompting. Um, And again, kind of another unique tool here that we can go ahead and use is um, prompt uh, or ChatGPT. So what I did earlier before this is I had ChatGPT list me a, a bunch of series of creative prompts. Um, which pretty much helped me design a lot of the original um, concepts that we use and went over today. So, all the apps, the Bitcoin app, the Bitcoin verbiage, it was generated using ChatGPT first. So, I went to ChatGPT and I said, you know, did very, very basic prompt engineering. There's no specifiers here, no, um, no, no accents. Um, I said, using the list created above, which is I had to you know, do a little bit of, of work first. It made a terrible list at first, and then I said, specify the list, make it into a list of prompts detailing features for an application. I then took this features list, I prompt the engineer, it, took away the um, quotation marks, took away the period, made a comma, add some resolutions, add some aspect ratios, and I added a few other um, kind of specifiers, and then I put that into mid-journey. Immediately, MidJourney then said, I got you and made those images which uh, we were able to see earlier, um, which pretty much helped us make this image. So, This entire prompt that I used above was originally um, made from ChatGPT giving me two, three sentences and I just prompt engineered it to give me a more specific role. So it went from, you know, build me this bland, gen- generic application to an application UI for a Bitcoin wallet with flowing, intricate designs, you know, delight and interactive flow, seamless, you know, all these key words um, enhance the experience of what uh, MidJourney is trying to make for you. Uh, effortless, enjoyable, vibrant colors, a beautiful palette, uh, you know, and, and there you go. So... That kind of wraps it up for um, what we're kind of doing here. Hopefully you guys are able to get at least mid-journey on your system. Um, if you are trying to download Stable Diffusion on your system, let me know because that one's a little bit harder to do. Um, but I think we're at like the hour mark here so uh, I think we're pretty good.
1: Yeah. you guys have any questions for Marcus? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned like, read with Stable Diffusion mm-hmm. like training the model. Like, you're, just to understand what the repo's doing, it's kind of like packaged model that you're pulling down that yeah. you talk to through a web UI. Yes. And like I'm downloading right now the weights, yep. the dot PKC, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's like the data. Yes, exactly. Um, so then when I start um, like generating images, is it retraining that model or is it just are you just kind of taking it down a specific prompt?
0: a little bit of both so like there's a set model but you're also retraining it to be your own iteration so there's there's a base template but once you download it onto your system you can now change that base template and update it to whatever way you want it to function and it'll always stay within your version until you restart redownload or update the original stable diffusion cpkt file so let's say stable diffusion 5 comes out it would then wipe out pretty much all of your original trainings um, let's say if you set a whole bunch of settings before, didn't remember how to, didn't remember the settings, and you went, ade- went ahead and downloaded the new Stable Diffusion, it would change all of your original settings um, through the web UI, and then you'd have to again train that model to the, specif- the, the specifications that you wanted. Um, so there is a base template that you can work off of a raw template that you don't have to train it, but it may not give you the results you're looking for. You would then say, "I want you to always generate images this way." I always want you to pull from this seed, this image when generating all my images in the future. Um, I want you to, you know, go from this camera angle and always go from this camera angle with this rotation for all my um, videos that I want to do in the future. So then you now have your own version of templates that you can build from in the future. So you're just building—it's like building on top of a, a building. So there's already a pre-existing building under underground. It's just now we just built a whole new building on top of it, and we can access it. We can go to the basement level. We can mess around and see everything that was already designed, but the whole idea and concept is that you're now building this entirely new inflatable Meet the Robinsons building um, on top of this um, pre-existing structure.
1: So is that like fine-tuning, like with GPT-3, like I would pull down one of their pre-trained models like DaVinci, yeah, yeah. and then maybe I'd fine-tune it with my own data set. Is that like a similar thing that you're doing over
0: Yes, yes, yeah. And even more so when you add extensions and when you start adding all these other outside of the original Stable Diffusion build, like I've added like 10 extensions on here that now will always change what I make on Stable Diffusion off-Rip, like off my original generation, just because of the um, modeling and the, the way it takes its steps to generate my images. I changed that. Uh, but you can do the same thing as well.
1: And the extensions are just more weight.
0: Um, more weights and more rule sets so some will say like with the forum it just changes how text to image talks with um, image to image generation and then it just adds a lot of math to it I'm still trying to figure out like how that works specifically but they talk to each other and they add like a camera like an imaginary camera that says picture an image out in this direction, and there's an up, there's a down, there's a left, there's a right, and now put in the inputs for how you want this camera to function, if that makes sense. like It's, it, it, it's, it's very raw, but you can, you can change a lot. It's, a, it's, it's very customizable compared to mid-journey. Yeah. Absolutely. Any more questions? Here? Nope. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. Also. <laughs> <Or> 100. Great. <laughs>